0: Success driven people it's time we had a conversation about self-development if you are developing yourself you are going to want to listen in to this week's show welcome to success combo what's up Kate
1: how you doing Ryan
0: I want to tell you a little story I think uh, you can sympathize with this completely I used to go to the gym and spend two hours at the gym. I used to come home, work on my five different business ideas. I would then read the entire Wall Street Journal, wrap my night up with some meditation, and then also go back to some other business ideas, right? This was my full night. Why did my day look like that? It was from self-development. Do you remember these days? I
1: do. Mm -hmm. We
0: would read. We would ramp our brains up. We would try 18 different tasks. You and I were talking about virtual reality every day. We're doing a million different things. This is what I want you to think about right now. What was the one thing that I was focusing on? Because I couldn't tell you.
1: I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Have you been wrapped up in this?
1: I have. I have. It's a dangerous habit. And I'm glad we're talking about this because I think it's something that goes overlooked by a lot of people and is a huge barrier to self-development.
0: We're talking about focus, and we're talking about one thing. Uno, the only thing you do. See, the word priorities, what you'll hear from a lot of people is, this fits my priorities, or this doesn't fit my priorities. And what I want you to think about is, why do you have priorities? Because the reality is, if you have priorities, air quotes, you don't have one main thing you're focusing on. And this is the curse of the self-driven people. Success Convo has really grown. We've really had some massive impact and you know, I want to first off thank every listener who has shared episodes. Thank you guys for being here. Everybody that's in the Facebook group, if you're not, that's Sleepless for Success. What we're talking about right now is focusing on one thing. There's a great book that encompasses this, but really we're going to step in and out and we're going to give you some lessons on the one focus. And the question I want to ask Kate is, have you ever seen Mark Zuckerberg? Of course. Is he ripped? Is he jacked? Nope. (laughs) Why isn't Mark Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg is a billionaire, one of the richest men in the world, created Facebook. Why is he not jacked? Can you tell us why he's just not ripped, fully muscular?
1: Well, if he was focused on that, then he wouldn't be Mark Zuckerberg, at least not the Mark Zuckerberg we know of. He'd be Ronnie Coleman or Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody who is spending all their time focusing on that. That's
0: exactly where we're going. This is the whole point. So many of us are not practicing focus. We do not have one main task. If you ask us what's next, we really don't know. And the reason that we have to have this conversation is because it is super important. We probably should have had it earlier on. But now with the growth of of success convo, so many people are taking on multiple things, reading different books, starting six or seven different books, not finishing any, but just jumping in because it's very addicting when you learn that you can live your life from an aspect of growth, from an aspect of personal development and getting shit done biggest element what's the biggest element
1: oh it's willpower of course and I know we've talked about this on a prior podcast the concept of the willpower bar I really like that image I think it's a good metaphor for sort of how we go about our days and what what holds us back because a lot of people wake up and they look at their day in a very linear fashion they say I'm gonna eat breakfast I'm gonna walk my dog I'm gonna get my kids ready for school I'm gonna do this that or the other thing and they're sort of looking at it as what they have to do first, second, third versus what should they do first, second, third. Not, you know, how have you usually structured your day, but what are what's the one task that you need to be devoting the majority of your focus to? So for example, I know a lot of people, colleagues of mine who, come into work at five in the morning because that's when they're at their prime. That's the first thing they do is they knock out that big contract. They knock out that big project. And then that frees them up, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're three or four or five o'clock rolls around, they can leave and they can do, you know, something that's not as big of a task on their list, but something maybe pleasurable, something that's sort of a secondary item. And it doesn't require their full focus because by then 80% of their willpower bar is tapped. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think a, a lot of people get sort of, bogged down because they don't have one thing that they want to devote the majority of their willpower bar to they have a lot of these little things that are eating up their willpower and really diverting their focus
0: and this is one thing that you and i have had to work on especially we have business ideas flowing across our desk on the daily we can't take every one as much as we want to we can't jump in and do every project i mean every day what we we come up with like three different things we want to go and chase down and do and we fight that urge because we have to say no to it so that we can keep our willpower and focus on the one test, the one part, the one thing that we are drilling down to do that day, right? Mm-hmm. And you this feel also, it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This also ties into another thing I think we've talked about on a prior podcast, which is the 10,000 hour rule. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to become a master at something? And the, sort of the rule of thumb, which, you know, give or take, you can, anybody can give you different numbers on this, but sort of the, the commonly accepted rule of thumb is 10,000 hours mm-hmm. is what it takes you to become a master. And if you're constantly trying to be the sort of jack of all trades, master of everything, you're, you're going to be sort of master of nothing because you're never going to have that experience under your belt built up. You've been sort of diverting your focus in a million different directions and not giving yourself the opportunity to really build up those credentials.
0: And if you want to dig into that, that's Malcolm Gladwell. You'll find it in Outliers. Great read. I'd consider it essential reading if you want to go ahead and pick that one up. Now, talking about focus, I want to give you three big things. I'm going to zip through them. Kate, you cross-check me here. See what you think. Three big things that people do wrong. One, they think they can multitask. You can't. Physically, when you switch tasks, when you switch gears and go from one thing to the next, you kill seven seconds every single time to refocus. So you're refocusing. So if you've got a book in one hand, you got your your iPad and something else in the other hand, you're trying to go stringing back and forth on different tasks. You know, if they're completely unrelated, multitask. Is it myth or is it reality?
1: Yeah, I remember back in the day I used to love, you know that card game Hearthstone? It's a World of Warcraft off. <laughs> uh uh-huh. <laughs> um, I used to love that. It's a very very cerebral game. It requires a lot of thought, a lot of skill. It also is a huge... Pardon my
0: French, you were fucking people up in that game if I wasn't. <laughs> well, but <laughs>
1: Here's the problem. It's also an epic time suck, right? Uh-huh. So if you're trying to do something else while you're playing that game, that game actually requires a lot of focus because you got to know what all the cards do and you got to sort of, it's its kind of like chess or checkers. And you I'm going to put that out you on blast
0: because I remember these days.
1: <laughs> but like I always used to try to do something that was, you know, a work task and then also have my Hearthstone going and, and I never wanted to just play Hearthstone. I felt guilty just taking that time to do that. And that's why I did that. It wasn't because I wanted to do both at the same time. It was because if I wanted my Hearthstone time, I also needed to be doing something productive. The problem is every time I went to go move a card or start a new game, that exactly what you say, that seven second rule to try to refocus myself, it was mm-hmm. an epic time suck. I would have been better off just playing Hearthstone and then going back to the task. Exactly,
0: and people think that they can do all of these things at once. You can't. It's science. Your brain doesn't work that way. And I used to run. Be, I used to run behind Kate's computer and see her playing Hearthstone. I, <laughs> I would hear a little like murlocs, like start <laughs> to do those things. Exactly. Now. Now we will jump into number two, and this is taking everything matters equally huge mistake, thinking that all tasks are the same, thinking that, oh, I'm going to go do work now. See, because it's kind of what we're taught. We go and do work. We work on our business or work on our project. And what is under work? There's probably one main thing that you need to be doing. So sitting at your desk, catching up on news with a cup of coffee in one hand and a book that's research pertaining to your, air quotes, work, sitting there for an hour, then leaving thinking, well, I just put in an hour of work. You did not put in an hour of work. You need to drill down on specific tasks involving your work. Look at maybe RE Fitness, for example. If I'm going to do a video and I have a great idea for a video and I just mapped out the linear structure of what I want that video to look like, then my work at that point has to go and be filming that video or structuring it up and, and polishing exactly what I want to say or the message I want to get across. It isn't going to sit down, catching up on some YouTube while I'm doing this, and it falls under multitasking. But as long as I say, oh, but you know what, I need to watch those videos too or I need to get some more knowledge over here on CLA or whatever the subject, is when it comes down to work you need to have one main focus. Everything does not matter equally. I think right across the board you're going to agree with that one, right? Mm -hmm. Next piece. Last big thing people do that they they just burn all the way out. This is thinking that they can have a balanced life. Thinking they can have it all. Well, I'll tell you right now, you can have 10% fun. And this is something that I have come to realize that you need. You need to blow off a little bit of steam, whether your number is 10%, 30%, 20%. I don't know where you are with your goal. But when it comes down to your work and it comes down to exactly what you want to focus on, you're not going to be a master real estate flipper and a master stocks trader in the same period of a year. It's not going to happen. What do you
1: think? Couldn't agree more. I also think this applies to personal life because I see people all the time. We talk about balanced life. The common way to think about that is, oh, I have, you know, my work time and then I leave work and I truly leave that behind me. I don't bring my laptop home. I don't have a, you know, Blackberry super dating myself here, but I don't have my email on my, my personal phone. Um. And then I, you know, I go and I have time with my family and I have my significant other and I have my friends. And that's sort of the quintessential balanced life. Some people do have that. And and this is going to sound awful here, but I think if you want that, that's cool. Just realize that if it's not 10%, if it's not a little sliver, you're never going to get to be, you know, the master of your area. You're never going to be the top dog in your, just because you don't have enough time, you're not devoting enough energy to it. And again, that's, that's totally cool. But I think people need to step back and be honest with themselves about what are their priorities? What really matters to them? Where do they want to be allocating their time? Mm -hmm. Because if it's not 90%, you know, your business or your career or that next project, that's, that's cool again. Mm -hmm. But you just got to be realistic with yourself about where you're going to get.
0: Yeah. And another thing I'll say just regarding that is the term coffee shop entrepreneurs is one that you'll hear. Uh, we live in the information age. We live in the age where everyone thinks it's so damn easy to start a business and they all, they take their shot, get smoked because they didn't have the foundation. They didn't have the build up, They didn't know what they were doing. And the reality of this is they don't know what they're doing from the work aspect. They don't have any organized plans. They need to go out and check out a book like Think and Grow Rich, something along those lines. But, but what I'm getting at here, with by saying that, with the coffee shop entrepreneurs, is, is comes down to time. When you say you're working, if you are sitting in a coffee shop with eight other people talking about affiliate marketing. Sorry, nothing's getting done. Here's the underlining word. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, grab your post-it notes, grab your phone, get ready to type this word, deliberate. You have to be putting in deliberate work. You know what the thing about deliberate work is? It sucks. That's deliberate work. If you're doing work and you're like, oh, you know what? This is kind of fun. I'm playing Hearthstone too. Or I'm like, I'm hanging out in the coffee shop. You know what? I love work. You know, you get off and and you hashtag on your Facebook post. Just put in some work. Entrepreneur life though. Listen, if you don't have that feeling in your stomach that just – Damn, I'm grinding. I'm feeling it. What do I mean by that then? Deliberate. I'm talking about doing the shit that you don't know how to do yet. See, none of us want to look stupid. None of us want to go and try to learn how to build a website, things like this, because this is heavy lifting. This is stuff that is grind work. This is grunt work. This is the stuff that doesn't release any endorphins in our brain. This is stuff that scares us. Unless you're putting in that legitimate, deliberate grind work, and you can look back, and you can say, I learned how to build this weekend. I learned how to build this website. How many times have we come across a task where we're just both like, well, this is going to be a weekend. This is going to be four or five times. And
1: honestly, I think the best way to gauge whether you're doing deliberate work or not is, you know, you're consciousness of the passage of time oftentimes we will get into a project and six seven hours will go by and we'll look up and go well wow we haven't eaten anything we haven't you know we've been sitting at our desk this entire time how where did that it, six smell. hours go
0: I, i'll smell I, <laughs> seriously i'll be sweating at my desk because my brain is working that hard and just you're right like people don't have any concept of that it's great that you bring it up because they're in there and they're just they're having fun with it you got you'll know when you're truly grinding. is that a, is that a good Or am I just oblivious to this, jaded to this? But no, when I you're truly right. putting in the work, yeah, when you're truly putting in the work, you feel a sense of accomplishment. Like, damn, you know what? Look, I, I'm not where I want to be yet in this project, but I just took a bite out of it. And you feel good, right? And you're mm-hmm. the only one who knows. Yeah, because, I mean, you're sitting at your desk and it is good to get up and clear your mind. I mean, Kate and I, we'll put in these grind work. we we'll 10 hours behind the computers. All I hear is Kate's nails tapping away <laughs> at, at the at the keys. But yeah, you got you to gotta know. You got to really put that grind in. And the, the whole the summary of this point is that, listen, we're talking about the one thing. We're talking about the focus, which by the way, the one thing book by Gary Keller, founder of Keller Williams, number one real estate firm in the world. The guy knows what he's talking about. This is definitely one you need to grab. But think about this for a second. If you're not putting in that grind work, we all got the same time. We all have the same time structure here. And the ones that are walking away, putting in that deliberate work, they're definitely going to be feeling it with true paychecks. They're going to be feeling it with true impact, true changing. But when you're trying to be a master of a million things, you're not going to get very far. You agree? Mm -hmm. One main thing that I'm going to lay out here, you should know, and I think it's very important to be a renaissance man. For example, you need to know a little bit so that you don't get screwed. You can protect yourself. Main point, if you're not a web designer and you're going to outsource someone, pay big money to get a real site done, get a good job done. You want to know how to not get screwed, how to not get taken advantage of. So you have to have, and Kate, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote you here, foundation knowledge on every subject, mm-hmm. every and major this subject.
1: And what sort of distinguishes some of the best CEOs out there is they actually don't know all that much about any one area, but they know enough about each department within their company that they can ask questions to learn a little bit more. They can get a sense of when somebody's BSing them, not telling them what's really true um but yeah i mean i haven't seen a single ceo who's really a master of any one thing Mm -hmm. they just sort of know enough about every area and can you know be the the glue that holds it all together um so yeah, I, I completely agree with that.
0: If you're going to specialize, and I think it's very important to specialize once you have a niche or once you're going into something, let's say you're in lawn care and you have developed a new formula that makes grass even greener and you're out there selling it and you're pushing it, you have your sales team, then obviously you want to specialize and you want to dive in and get as much knowledge as you can about that product line and about lawn care, so your grass. You want to have your mindset flipped on and you want to know so you can answer customer questions, inquiries things like that. But then if that's your niche, you don't need to know how to be a superior website designer, but you need to know the foundation. And I think that it's safe to say that you can focus and you can drill down on two specs, two specializations. Is that a fair number? I think that's, Maybe three, yeah. if you can really yeah, push three it.
1: three might be stretching it.
0: Maybe three might be really stretching it. So I, I fully agree with that. It's very important. So now you're thinking, well, I've got my one thing. I know what I want to do. And, and believe me, I say that almost facetiously because you might not have your one thing. It might take a lot more than you think to really drill down and find out what you really want to do. And to find that one thing, you talk. we're talking about purpose. So let's suppose you do have your one thing. Let's suppose you know exactly what you want in your life and you're ready to achieve it. You're ready to take it to the next level to the point that you've already considered what you're willing to sacrifice. That's something that I need to say early on because once you have exactly what you want, you need to know what you're willing to give up, willing to lose in order to achieve that. Now, once you have this and you're ready to kickstart yourself and put yourself into a position to ignite results and chase that one thing, you got to understand something. The first is that one thing is going to move. It's a moving target. Each day, you should know what you're going to do that day, what you're going to accomplish. And it should be just one big thing, one big task. Do you agree with that?
1: That's maybe underselling yourself. It depends what it is. If you're, um, you know, if you have a big project that you need to slam out, I mean, I know you probably did this. I, I, personally didn't do it but I know plenty of people who did write that college paper the night before that would be a good example where you've got a day you've got one big task you need to knock out but I don't think that there are many tasks that are really conducive to looking at that way um, I'm the kind of person that really likes to do lists and I will put things on my to-do list that I've already done just so I can cross them off and mm-hmm. feel accomplished that's very actually true. a very good <laughs> she tip <does> that. <laughs> um you know it can it can be the the littlest thing like I send email to so and so I put it on my list and I cr- check it off just A, I know I did it. And B, it makes me feel, it reminds me of what I've accomplished that day. So um, I don't know that it needs to be one big thing. It really depends on the nature of the task. I would say maybe never more than 10 things, even if they're really small things, never more Mm. than 10 things. I would say probably three to five on a good day.
0: Think about it this way. You got to look at it. When I say that one thing, and I'm not trying to argue the, the latter here because I'm for my point. I think you should do one thing. But what is that one thing? you know what is it is it big enough is it create a new online store boom now that's that's your one thing right it depends it's all about your appetite where you're at in the game, what you're willing to do. I think some people need to be real with themselves. I I know a lot of people that just get that wind of success, not just success, but self-development. They just start reading books. They have their day job. They start to read a lot of books and they're just like, I'm going to do all these 18 things, you know, like we we have with our opener of this conversation. They're ready to become a martial artist. They want to play the guitar. You know, They're trying to, to jam out and be as good on the guitar as Bon Jovi out here. They're trying to be... All of these things, and, and we talked about it. You don't have the willpower bar for that. What you need to do is you set your sights on it. Because, because look at it this way: if you have a day job, so that so you are definitely going to be going to your job. Or a lot of us have kids. A lot of us are we have active lives. We know that we're going to have to do those things anyway. We're going to have to take our kid to daycare. We're going to have to spend a little bit of time with the wife. What is my one thing that I'm going to do towards my own personal business or my own personal mission? If, am I investing? I'm going to do something in that realm. Or I'm going to read you know, five articles. So for my task for the day was to my one thing was to read articles on how to flip a house at me. It's all situational. And honestly, I think Kate's method is just, it's fire. I love Kate's method. I used to do it with the checklist and you tap, knock the checklist down and you're on the next thing. Uh, My main problem was I got just sidetracked on the, on the (laughs) checklist. I'm just absorbing myself in tasks. but we all find our workflow. You feel that that works well for you? Mm -hmm. Works really good for you. Um, For me, I'll take a post-it note and I'll have one post-it note always sitting on my my thing see right now Mm -hmm. on my screen of my mac i've got a post-it note this is my desktop computer and it's it never goes to more than two things i mean that's the max but those things have got to get pulled down by the end of that day or i don't go to sleep and that's that's my way to kind of do a checklist so you find out what works for you so let's talk about the three p's of power this is the three p's of power focus people view focusing as a concept they think that it's like this this mysterious concept and i've got to focus it's not it's a legitimate thing it's like if i get up right now and i turn a light on that was a legitimate action that i took to brighten the room up focus especially in our society right now is something that you actually have got to practice and do you got you have to if you sit down to read everything else has to be off you have to legitimately put yourself in the zone there. Let me get Kate's feedback on that.
1: No, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a, like anything else. It's a skill that you cultivate. And we've talked about this on a prior podcast episode, the need to, to practice, practice, practice when it comes mm-hmm. to focusing your, your time and your energy and your efforts.
0: So let me ask you this. What do you do when it's time to focus? You got a paper. We'll get to the three Ps of power. But you got a paper and you have to write it. What, what do you do to ramp yourself up? Do you Go into a dark room. Lightroom. What do you do?
1: You know, this is going to sound almost too good to be true, but I've done it so many times at this point that I really don't have to do anything to psych myself up or get myself in in gear. Um, I just corner, kind of, and you know this about me, I stand when I work. That actually helps a lot. I mean, I will I'll step back and say that. Sweet. You know, this is going to sound almost too good to be true, but I've done it so many times at this point that it's sort of a rote thing for me. I don't really have to think about it or psych myself up or get myself in any sort of mental place. Um, I just sort of and you know this about me I stand when I work which is a great thing for for focusing I have found I originally did it because I was having back issues But now I I find it to be a way that it just makes me feel more present and grounded in what I'm doing Um, And I just sort of you know once I get into it within two minutes I'm just in the zone and it takes a lot to break me out of that.
0: It's very true. I've seen her She'll just literally go over to a computer and just start immediately now me. I'm a little different I have a ramp-up phase and my ramp-up phase consists of fighting things that I don't want to do, distractions. So if I'm getting a whole lot of messages, I mean, I'll get thousands of Facebook messages per day with everything going on with businesses and stuff. And I have to fight the urge to answer anything like that, fight the urge to answer emails, close my windows. I don't have notifications on, and there's probably like a 10-minute ramp-up phase. So if we're talking about that paper as a good example, I'd have to sit down. And I would have to look at the blank page for a minute, and then I start getting my first couple words on the page, and then after five, ten minutes, I'm in ramp up zone. I'm a locked in baby, and I'm a heat seeking missile for that task. That's how I work. I've worked like that for the past ten years, right? But it's been it's been an ongoing fight, and and this is one of the issues people are think about what I just said. Thousand messages. The average person gets thousands of messages per week, whether or not they're running a business. Just the average person, you're getting a ton of, ton of stimuli. If you are caving into that and answering that and playing around with that, kiss it goodbye, baby. Remember, one of the things I always say in business: What would I be scared of to face somebody that they have? Focus. I'm not afraid of a hard worker straight up. I'm not afraid. The only thing that in business that I'm like, that's a competitor. That's a contender. You know, I'm going to say fear, but I'm not afraid of anything. you know <laughs> I mean? But honestly, I look at somebody that has focus and I think that kid, that kid's going in. He's going to get it done or she's going to kill it because it's such a key element. So the three P's, let's go. Let's talk about these three P's. Kate knows what they are. First one is purpose. You have to live with a purpose. See, you're not going to be able to focus. You're not going to be able to fight the stimuli that we mentioned and everything else going on and go through the hurdles if you don't have a strong sense of purpose, that strong fire. And that just goes without saying. Number two, priority, not priorities. Priorities. Okay, so these are three piece of power. First one is purpose. Second is priority. What is your main priority? And it should change like a movement. After you knock one thing down, it's a domino effect. Knocked one thing down, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. But you need that one target.
1: I love that. Couldn't agree more.
0: Last one, productivity. This is a gut check. This is my favorite one because you have to look at yourself and look at what you've done. And say, was that productive? I'm going to use a, a gym reference here to make a lot of sense. So many people come out of the gym. They're sweaty. They've, they've done their thing, right? They've done their workout. An hour and a half on the, on the treadmill. Hour and a half on the elliptical, whatever, right? And they come back out. And I'm in and out of the gym 25 minutes, 45 minutes. The potency of my workout will demolish somebody that's in there for an hour and a half on the treadmill. the treadmill. It's not fair. It's not fair. We're not, it's not about your time. It's about your productivity. What did you really just get done? The average worker goes into work, he's on an hourly pay scale, so he's hanging out, doing his thing, he leaves work, you know, if he's stocking shelves or something, it's really just an hourly thing, so that doesn't matter, it's removed, there's no incentive. But if you're trying to do something for yourself, whether it's reading, whether it's starting your business, and you're just going to do one, remember we talked about that, everything's everywhere, if if you're in real estate, you're just going to do real estate, but you've got to see what is your productivity level be honest with yourself here and that is to wrap up the three p's of power
1: those are great now what's your big takeaway after that how do you follow that up
0: big takeaway i got a great one get okay, you're gonna love this one i don't know if you remember but what was my previous wallpaper on my phone what animal skeleton oh i
1: was gonna say money <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. That's funny. I that had was, a, on that it was, was on there. It was all the currencies. It was all the currencies, so I could hard-check the currencies when we started bringing them in internationally.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what the animal, then? What animal? I think you might remember the skeleton, creature, raptor.
1: I was going to say Megalodon. I think you might have had that at one point, too.
0: I've had Megalodon. You don't remember the raptor, though? I do
1: remember the okay. raptor. Okay.
0: The raptor is very symbolic to me for a lot of reasons. And it's really, I think you're going to dig this. Wasn't that cool? The raptor story? Mm-hmm. They're going to dig this. The prehistoric creature that is extinct. I think they're extinct. Do they still exist? Raptors? Raptors? Yeah, no. They still have them, don't they? Well, we just saw Jurassic Park. They, they were... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bad joke. Bad joke. But a raptor, think about how it hunts. It locks onto its target. It locks onto one thing and it chases it down. It does not go off of its path the research that they have on these creatures because obviously we can't study their true hunting tactics. But based on the way they used to hunt, they'd hunt in groups and it would lock onto one target. And they would pull animals out of full stampedes and a ton of different animals running across the field. The the raptor's survival was predicated on the fact that it would get its prey. It had to get its prey. So if there's 50 different animals running across a field and that raptor is going to zero in on one and take it out, wouldn't it be easier for the Raptor to grab the one that's right in front of it or grab this or that why is it focus on just one because it had to guarantee that it was going to eat and the only way to do that was to focus on one to drill down lock eyes on and chase down one target so when i was having this issue with all those different businesses how many different businesses did we start these weren't bad companies doing well but the problem was all the little things we're focusing on we couldn't tackle the big targets and get shit done Remember those days? Mm-hmm. That was my driving force and my my power animal, if you will, that got me over that hump. The Raptor. That's that my great. big takeaway. Like, I like
1: that big takeaway. Badass. Yeah, that was good. Ready for mine? I want to hear it. Mine ties into again. We've talked about this in a prior podcast, but getting comfortable with what your priority is. And I say this because I see a lot of people who feel guilty because of societal pressure peer pressure friends you know nagging at them to do something going to the gym is a great example feeling like oh i gotta get to the gym i gotta put in my one hour or two hours of the gym doing that because other people are telling you you should do it and you feel guilty if you're not meeting other people's expectations meanwhile do you think if mark zuckerberg misses a day at the gym he's justifying to anybody the fact that he didn't hit that gym hell no, he doesn't give a crap what anybody mm-hmm. thinks because he knows what his priority is and what he needs mm-hmm. to be spending his time on. Um, and so I think getting comfortable with what you've identified yourself to be your priority is, is key because that's going to keep you on track when you've got all this noise around you telling you that you should be focusing your time elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And two big things off of that. If, you, if you're not Zuckerberg, you don't have as much money as Zuckerberg, pre-Facebook Zuck acted the same way, right? It's about the mindset, it's mm-hmm. about literally what you're thinking of in the moment. And forget everybody else. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I mean, if your health is down and that's why you need to go to the gym, but that doesn't have to be your one thing. If you want to go to the gym, get a brisk full body workout, do that three, four times a week, or join one of the RE Fitness Challenges, do HIIT training, just get an at-home HIT training because you got other focuses, you got other goals. But you cannot sit here and tell me that you're going to look like damn Ronnie Coleman And you're also going to be a a business killer like a Shark Tank guy. It's not going to happen. It never will. That was a good wrap up for your big takeaway, Kate. Thanks for rocking this episode out with me.
1: Of course. Happy to do it.
0: Guys, join the Sleepless for Success Facebook group. Share the episodes. Let's get this out there. Let's get this around. I really enjoyed this episode. Really enjoy the book. It's that one thing. If you want to drill down and and kind of get some more structure, definitely pick that one up. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for rocking out listening to Success Convo with us.